You are listening to the Pedal Pumping Podcast, the podcast that explores and celebrates all things pedal pumping. I'm your host, Mimi Footnip, and I'm a pedal pumping content creator and a foot model. And you can check out my website, mimifootnip.com, for more about me. I want to start off today by apologizing to patron Tevin and thanking all my patrons, in fact, over on Patreon who support this uh, podcast, Tevin, Jim, Riker, Old Dirty, DBM, Not a Golfer, MF, Rayshon, Steven, Eric F., Eric J., Crinking Fan, Rocket Man, Leo, Havaianas Fun, Austin, Mark and Miss Jess, and Pedro. Uh, thank you all for your support and just for like a super fun, cool community to hang out in. And I love our our uh, discussions and <laughs> stories and exchanges there. If you're listening and you think you might want to join us on Patreon, you're welcome to. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash pedal pumping podcast and you'll find us there. But I owe Tevin an apology. He had sent me an email and I meant to put it on the podcast last week. And because I was like, I realized at like midnight that I needed to record a podcast. I don't know. I just wasn't I just didn't have my shit together. So <laughs> I want to apologize to Tevin and read his email, which says, Hiya Mimi, please read this on the next podcast. I just received a DM from someone saying they were triggered by my forced acceleration story last week, saying it was saying that it triggered domestic violence in their family growing up. Let me be ultra clear. I do not condone toxic abusive relationships, nor do I condone condone domestic violence? Being someone who grew up in a volatile, toxic household myself, growing up, I am the first to call out said behavior. The main idea for last week's story, which is actually two weeks ago, was to modernize a classic black and white movie that had some authentic pedal pumping, car cranking scenes. I do feel quite bad that my story has gotten this response. I never meant to make people feel this way. I apologize beyond imagine. To anyone else negatively affected by my story, please know that I apologize profusely. I really am hesitant now to share more stories on the podcast unless I talk it over with Mimi to see if the stories I share from now on have any triggering elements in them. I won't share any more. Again, please forgive me, Tev. Tevin, thank you so much. I mean, I appreciate that. First of all, it's great that um, the person that was triggered reached out to you to share that. And, you know, for us to have dialogue around this kind of stuff. But honestly, I mean, I guess every episode should have a trigger warning <laughs> because we do talk about explicit content. We do talk about, you know, themes, pedal, some pedal pumping themes are potentially triggering to some people like damsel in distress. Like that could be very triggering. So I think it's important to, uh, yeah, just kind of Approach every episode with a trigger warning. Tevin, I don't want you to feel that you can't share your stories on the podcast. And there's no way for me to know what's going to trigger one person. You know, everyone, you, you guys would be surprised about the weird little things that trigger me that, you know, seem innocent enough. But like, if you have, if you personally have some sort of thing in your past that relates to some, I mean, anything could be a trigger, essentially. There's no way to prevent triggers from happening or for pe prevent people from getting triggered. Um, 
So definitely listeners, please approach this podcast very carefully. And if it starts venturing into territory that feels unsafe to you, uh, just, you know, skip the episode. That's perfectly fine. You know, you don't have, or skip ahead and see if there's like another part to the story or a second story. Sometimes I read two emails on the podcast. Um, but yeah, take care of yourselves. That's super, super important. We all need to take care of ourselves and not just listening to the podcast, just being in the world, right? Like we need to protect ourselves. Uh, I love that, you know, there's concern and communication and that the instinct in our community is to take care of one another and to um, offer apologies and concern and like heartfelt, you know, concern for each other. And that's that's what I love about this this community that we have. Um, here on the podcast. So Tevin, I don't want you to feel bad. I mean, I know that it wasn't intentional. And I think that, you know, when we explore fantasies, especially sexual fantasies, sometimes they kind of do veer off into some weird or dark places. And by weird, I don't mean um, something that's wrong. That I, I don't think that it's inherently wrong. It's just that it can you know, the things that we find sexually arousing are, what what do I want to say? Like, there's a lot of variety there. And some of it can be kind of like, huh, this is like, I don't know why I feel this way when this, you know, happens, or I see this kind of thing, or this type of storyline. You know, people do have all kinds of fantasies that in real life would be really dark shit, right? Like rape fantasies. I mean, plenty of people have rape fantasies. Nobody wants to really be raped. It's it's totally different. And that's what I kind of came to realize with, with brake failure. On an early episode, I was like, I don't know, is brake failure, like, is this some like violence against women thing? I was learning about it and just kind of asking questions and grappling with my kind of I don't know, cognitive dissonance around it, like between this is like something that seems fun to participate in, but then am I in some way like promoting the harm of women um, in my content, which I, you know, I completely stand against that. And then the more I kind of heard feedback from people who are break failure folks, I was like, oh, I'm learning. This is kind of more like a BDSM thing where it's like, it's not about hurting someone. It's about the the anxiety or the distress or the thrill, the rush, the ad, like loss of control, um, the panic. They're, you know, different people kind of have different takes, but I kind of come came to realize that, oh, break failure isn't this dark thing that's like out to hurt women and car crashes. It's I mean, I suppose it could be in real life, right? Just like anything in real life. And I think that's what I was talking about when I when I read Tevin's story in the episode two episodes ago. I remember kind of saying something along those lines, like as like kind of a thriller, like horror story or whatever, like chase story. This could, this is really exciting. Like I could totally see this as a movie. In real life, it would be terrifying, of course. And I think that that's you know, when we look at movies like Hollywood movies, there's tons of stuff that would be in real life would be absolutely unacceptable and, and, and horrific. But as a film, as a fantasy, as a form of entertainment, we can enjoy it in a, in a different way because 
it's not real and we're we're removed from it right so I guess I want to say like keep the fantasies coming keep the stories coming don't pump the brakes on any of that <laughs> but also I it's it's lovely that this community is so supportive of each other and um, take care of yourselves we all have triggers we all do so be be cognizant of that whenever you're listening to an episode of the pedal pumping podcast because we do uh, venture into some some kind of you know questionable places from time to time but that's all part of part of the fun if it, you know for for most of us at most most people at most of the time are cool it, I mean are cool with it and then I mean I even have my shit that you know <laughs> we all do we all do so I don't want you to feel terrible Tevin I, I think that it's okay and to the person that was triggered, I'm sorry, I, I really don't want this podcast to ever be triggering, but I know that that's kind of unavoidable. And so my sincerest apologies, I don't want to sound like I'm uh, minimizing any kind of triggers around domestic abuse or, um, you know, it's it's awful that you had to experience that that people in your family experience that. And I, I'm very sorry. And I hope that um, if you're listening, that this talking about it again, isn't re-triggering you. And if it is, I'm sorry, maybe just turn this episode off. I am going to read an email today from Leo. He's also a patron of the podcast and sends in lots of really juicy stories, but we're going to do that after a quick break. We're back from the break and I'm already feeling kind of weird and vulnerable that I rambled on for so long about all that stuff, but I really do care about all of you and I want you all to feel seen and heard and taken care of here on the podcast. This community is just so important to me. So today I'm going to talk about, uh, I'm going to read a story called Summer 93, Some Girls Are Crazy by Leo. And I also wanted to tell you guys, I got my rental car today. I uh, dropped off my BMW to the body shop to get worked on because, um, you know, I got crunched into. And so that's been rough, but it it's very repairable. I just, you know, it's my baby. So um, the BMW is at the body shop. And in the meantime, I've got this Nissan Versa and I've already figured out how to crank it. It doesn't have a key that turns, which bums me out because I like being able to turn the key to crank it, but I've figured out how to crank it. And uh, so I'm, I think I'm going to just play around in it a little bit this weekend and maybe do a little revving, do a little cranking, you know, a little this and that. I also haven't been really making any new videos recently because my laptop is just kind of on the, it's on the outs here. And I ordered a new MacBook Pro back in April, but I don't know, supply chain or whatever they're saying, it's like taking so long. So it should be here, uh, you know, by next week. So I'm really excited for that. I'm upgrading my editing software. Um, so hopefully I'll be able to do more fun stuff with like, um, you know, use more, I don't know, different cuts and things for like horror videos, like horror cranking. That's kind of something I'm really drawn to right now. And um, maybe even... I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure because I need to learn how to use the software. It's I'm getting new stuff, like new to me stuff. So 
I am excited. <laughs> I'm always excited to like upgrade my cameras and upgrade my equipment and all of that. It's always very exciting to explore new stuff. So, um, so yeah, that's just a little announcement, a little like what's going on behind the scenes for me. And I'm gonna get into the story now. You guys have like put up with me rambling enough. All right, it was Friday night and everyone planned on cruising the strip at night. A stretch of road in the hottest part of town. A place where everyone drove their rides up and down the boulevard, either to show off their rides or meet some girls. I polished my mini truck that afternoon for the evening cruise and met up with the boys towards dark. The strip started getting active around 10 p.m., and we had some time to kill till then. Everyone would cruise at the billiards near the strip for a few hours before hitting the boulevard, and it was a ritual for the boys to hang out and shoot pool or jam the arcade. I picked up Chelsea and headed to the billiards at 7 p.m. We got there, and some of my friends were hanging out outside, and we chilled with them. My girlfriend's friends showed up, too. There was a girl named Casey, a friend of my girlfriend. She drove in her brand-new red 93 Honda Accord Coupe. The car was packed. A girl sat in the passenger and the back seat three other guy friends. They parked in front of us, and Casey waved at my girlfriend. The passenger hopped out, and the boy started crawling out the back. I heard the boy behind Casey yelling, Let me out! She turned around and said, Let me put my shoes on, relax! Th that caught my attention. I stood in front of the car as my girlfriend walked to the driver door and I to talk with Casey. I watched as she looked down at the floor of her car and reached down to pull her footwear on. She got out, and I noticed she had on some black strappy three-inch heels, black leather straps with a chrome buckle. I was like, nice. I obviously had a thing for girls that wore strappy high heels. It made their stride appear more sexier as they walked. The way her foot arched in them and the way her toes peeked out from the last strap also was so sexy. From where I was standing, I could see that she had white nail polish on. Casey was a petite Asian girl, Vietnamese to be exact. Long, straight black hair, a skinny face, and a slightly pointy nose is how I recall her appearance. Very fair skin, too. Kind of reminded me of some anime female character. I mean, she was a pretty cute Vietnamese girl. We all walked into the billiard hall. I rented a table for about five of us for a couple of hours. After a couple of rounds of nine ball, I decided to get some snacks and drinks. The arcade was right across the snack bar, and all I could think of was a chili cheese, nachos, and a large Coke. So the arcade area was pretty large. Street Fighter Three and some shooter games lined the wall. The front and center were the driving and seated games. In the direct entryway was Virtua Racing. Sorry, Vitura Racing a Formula One racing game. It was a four-player setup. I could see the back of the heads of the two players in the middle seats and Casey's girl passenger who was in her Accord standing to the right side of the far right seat. The far left seat looked empty except for what I noticed was a pair of those black strappy heels placed on the floor next to it. I stood there wondering, do you want nachos now? Hmm. The gear started to spin inside me and I knew I was in for a treat. I walked up to indulge my curiosity. I walked up and stopped a couple feet behind the left and right seats and saw Casey's bare right foot smashing the game's silver metal gas pedal to the floor. 
She would let off and quickly jab it back down forcefully, like putting her weight into it as she did. She swung the steering wheel wildly, too, like throwing punches, laughing and screaming at the screen and the other guy friends, too. I watched the screen and saw the race car enter the turn, and as it did, I looked back down and her right foot let off the gas. It hovered over the silver metal pedal, and her toes were spreading like how you would spread your fingers out opening your hand. I was in that trance state again. The straightaway came up and her foot punched it, held it down to the floor again, and her pinky toe popped off the edge of the pedal. I got aroused quickly. Then I saw the other car on the screen clip her car and she lost control of it. Her guy friend to the right started to laugh. She backhanded him and yelled something in Vietnamese at him. I started laughing too, and she looked back at me and laughed along. It was kind of a funny moment. The game ended and I stepped back to the left and watched her put her heels back on. I reached out my hand to her and helped her out of the game seat. She said, thanks, Leo. It's Leo, right? Yes, I replied. You're Chell's boyfriend, she said. Uh-huh, I responded. She smiled and walked to her friends. It's a good thing I wore my hoodie sweater that night. It was a double size, and I could pull it down to conceal the boner I developed. I went back to the snack bar and got my chili nachos. I went back to the pool table and watched my girlfriend destroy all my friends at nine ball. Chelsea always played with her sandals off. I realized that from the previous times we played there. I just chilled at the bench and watched her play. It was getting close to the time when the strip got hot. I paid for the table and we went outside. As soon as the door opened to go outside, the angry yelling of a girl could be heard. Chelsea muttered, oh shit. Off in the middle of the parking lot was Casey, yelling at a guy in a dropped white Honda Accord. She had her heels off and walking around barefoot, yelling and pacing back and forth, her girlfriend trying to calm her down. There is always drama over here at the billiards every weekend. Relationships start and end over here. It's not uncommon, and apparently tonight we witnessed the hell hath no fury like a woman scorned episode. We stood there watching all of us at what was going down. All of a sudden, Casey kicked the guy's door like how Leonidas kicked the messenger in the movie 300. A loud thud followed by everyone saying, ooh, right after. She then yelled something in Vietnamese. Her voice echoed through the parking lot. He sped off, passing us on the way, on the way out and a big dent with her footprint on his door. That was the drama of the night. We later hit the boulevard for the cruise and left the strip around two in the morning. I decided to sleep over at my girlfriend's place that morning. I was awakened by my girl sometime around seven that morning. She asked if I wanted to go with her to help a friend. But the tone in her voice seemed urgent and I decided to go with her. We jumped into her car and we headed out. I didn't get an explanation of what was going on. She just drove to her friend's place by her high school. Then I saw Casey's car and I figured she was going to console her. I figured it was a bad breakup between Casey and her boyfriend and she was just distraught over it. Casey was still the same Casey was still in the same clothes from last night. A jeans, pants, and blue flannel jacket and a white t-shirt. But she was still barefoot. Her makeup was runny and you could tell she was crying. Chelsea asked me to hop in the back seat and then she got in the passenger seat. Casey then hopped in behind the wheel. I was like, oh, well, here we go. I leaned over to talk to the girls. What's the plan, I asked. Casey replied, I'm going to fuck his shit up. I already had that feeling she wasn't done with her ex-boyfriend's car, and we left the place. 
I watched her feet on the pedals and I started getting excited again. She suddenly jammed the brakes and I slammed against the front seat hard. She looked at me and said, oops, sorry. I laughed and said, what the fuck? She excitedly said, the paint, then threw it in reverse and backed up her, backed up, backed up to her driveway. Quickly, she hopped out and ran into the garage and came out with a can of spray paint. I could hear the pitter-patter of her bare feet on the ground as she ran. She got in, threw the can of paint in the back, and we took off. Chelsea was all in for it. She let Casey drive to her ex-boyfriend's place because she didn't know where or how to get there. Overhearing the conversation between them from the back seat was that Casey wanted to use Chelsea's car because nobody in his neighborhood would recognize her and it wouldn't lead back to Casey. I would lean over to get a view here. Her here bare right foot on the gas pedal her toes on it and I was getting excited watching her I watched how she would let her pinky toe hang off to the side she would pulse her toes on it and the space between her big toe and her second toe opened and closed the stereo was off it was a bit of silence except for the wind blowing into the windows you could hear the whine from the transmission as the accelerator was let off and when she would apply her toes on the pedal the engine sound would overtake the transmission whine. Fuck that cheating motherfucker, yelled Casey, breaking the silence in the car. My girlfriend looked over and told her to calm down. She started driving faster. Her right foot pressed harder on the gas pedal. I started feeling a little scared of how she was driving. Heck, it was something not in my control. I barely know this girl, and now my life was literally in her hands. I sat back and put my belt on. I began feeling like, forget about my fetish. This shit was about to hit the fan. Chelsea was like, slow down. Casey slowed down. It was a 10-minute drive, but felt longer. We got to his place, and I saw the dented door on the Honda Accord. She quickly got out with the spray paint. She started keying the hood first, then keyed the passenger side. I could see the anger in her face. I was thinking, this girl would be dangerous if you pissed her off, LOL. Then she started to spray the driver's side door. I could see her spelling something, but I couldn't read it. Then I heard her muttering, shit. Apparently she grabbed a can of white spray paint from her dad's shelf. Apparently it would be hard to see white spray paint on a white car, right? I busted out laughing. She started painting the windows instead. Cheater on the front window and on the back. She ran back into the car and we drove off. I couldn't hold my laughter. She looked so pissed about it. My girlfriend giggled along and we headed back to her house i pretty much enjoyed the drive back too we left casey's place and i couldn't stop laughing couldn't believe what i witnessed that was the first crazy chick i witnessed and it was funny chels and i got some breakfast and sat at the table i asked her you wouldn't go crazy like that if we broke up right she stared back at me with a serious look on her face an awkward pause and then she giggled i smiled back at her and she sweetly said just don't cheat on me I kissed her on the cheek and told her I would never. <laughs> oh. oh, I like this. This story, um, I mean, that's, this is kind of another one of those things. I mean, I know this is a true life story. This is another one of those things that like kind of tr maybe triggering for some people, like destroying someone's car. That's like, that's some fucked up shit. I, I would be, that would be so uncool, you know, like it's criminal, really and um yeah 
not not a healthy response to um you know the sting of betrayal i i get it i've been betrayed it's you, you want to like you know destroy things i mean i think that's a normal response but like acting on it is another another thing but um that's pretty it is pretty funny that she <laughs> she had a white spray paint on a white car um I might have just like sprayed the license plate and the the rims and like I don't know a, a white Honda Accord from that era ninety three would it have had a black bumper I think it may I don't know I gotta Google that um, but yeah yeah I mean that's a that's a pretty crazy story um, I I mean obviously if she's like spray painting cheater on the car he's gonna know that like you know, she's the one doing it. So the whole, like, having having Chelsea drive her car so that, like, you know, this guy wouldn't know it was her or anyone in the... I mean, obviously it was her, right? Like, who else would be pissed and calling him a cheater except the, the ex-girlfriend or whatever, or the cheated-on girlfriend? So, <laughs> I mean, this is the logic, I guess, of, like, teenagers, and um, we've all been there, so... No judgment on poor Casey. You know, she was she was having a moment. <laughs> um, I know that, that uh, Tevin's going to enjoy the angry bits in this story. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, it's a, you know, the, the billiards place kind of reminded me of a place where I grew up. People used to go. Because, you know, there's like, if you're... If you're from a big city, I suppose there's a lot more venues and options for teenagers. But if you're living in like a medium, small to medium sized city, you there's not a lot of like nightlife for people under 21. So anything we could do that was 18 and over, like billiards, like we were there, you know. And then there, of course, there'd be like alcohol, but we wouldn't usually be able to drink it unless like we had an older friend, you know, la la la. But, um, I had this weird thing that I never drank in, I mean, I drank at house parties, but I never drank alcohol in a public, like in a nightclub or a billiards place or anything like that until I was 21. I don't know. I just had a weird thing about drinking publicly when I was underage. Um, but you know, put me in a house party and I would have like finished the bottle. Um, back in the day we were drinking like Jose Cuervo and <laughs> crazy shit like that Jägermeister and stuff so it was going down for sure um and it totally reminded me there was a place that I used to go um with my fake ID where I wasn't drinking but I'd get in because I like to dance and so I'd go there and they had some art it wasn't like an arcade bar but they did have some arcade games and um my favorite game in like that era of like early you know 93 um, actually maybe it was a little later, like 94, 95. I freaking loved Samurai Showdown. I loved that game. I actually have it. Like I have the Neo Geo. I still have it. Like I have the Neo Geo console, like home. It was the first 64 bit arcade, just like home system. That's so I'm totally nerding out right now. But, um, I, and they had racing games, and it, I don't remember the name of it, but I'm wondering if it's the same game that you're talking about, Leo, because it was like four, it was like four drivers, and there was, 
um, I feel like you could shift. Like it was just like like downshift and um, like up upshift. Is that what you would call it? It was just like high and low gear basically, and you had a big um, kind of rectangle metal gas pedal and the steering wheel, and we used to have so much fun and. <laughs> This was a time where I used to wear, like, to go clubbing, I would wear, like, nylons and high heels and, like, the tank top dress, you know, the skin-tight, like, black tank dress. That was, like, the the thing in, like, the first part, like, up to the mid-90s. You guys know what I'm talking about. You Gen Xers out there, you can picture my look. Um, so, yeah, we would be, like, me and my girlfriends would be all decked out in our club gear playing um the race car driving games <laughs> do they still have those even I don't even know I feel like I'm so I'm so out of touch with like what's cool I guess video games also have become so realistic you know like those games were I guess kind of like first person view but it's changed so much like I haven't kept up you know I still have my Neo Geo <laughs> that tells you where I am with things. So anyway, I'm going to wrap up here. You guys have a great, great weekend. Treat yourselves to some pedal pumping content, you know, indulge yourselves, get out there and crank some cars or, you know, have some fun. Enjoy your fetish. It's a really special, unique and beautiful thing. So let's celebrate it. Take care, everyone. Bye.